This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. To stay in the know about everything happening at Fratton Park, including the latest news, analysis and transfer updates, take out an online Pompey subscription with the Portsmouth News Today at portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk. My name is Mark McMahon and joining me today to discuss everything that's going on at Pompey at the minute is Jordan Cross. Jordy, welcome. Long time no see. Yeah, it's been a while, isn't it? But um, Well, actually, you've been off. We've been doing our videos uh, in, in your absence with Pepe holding the fort. Um, but yeah, I've, uh, back out hopefully and uh, at some point getting uh, the podcast going again to uh, give us our viewers and listeners the, the full news surface, service. Yeah. Well, here, tell you what, I know you're a busy man, as always. Let's crack on. Um, a big game of Fratton Park tomorrow. Plymouth um, coming down the PO4 for what is second, the third, and a massive game. Yeah, yeah it's um, a stern test of credentials. Uh, I've repeatedly said before the Barnsley postponement that I thought this period would give us more context about Pompey, the Peterborough Barnsley. Plymouth, you know, Bolton's gone now, isn't it? Uh, and Barnes got postponed, but then into Ipswich. Um, out of a fairly um, kind start, I would say, apart from the, the opening day, um, it would afford context. And um, what keeps being put in front of this Pompey team at the moment, they keep standing up to and, and answering the questions. So um, we've got to give them credit for their credentials. Uh, it's a work in progress. We're not getting carried away. Look at the table at Christmas and all that kind of thing, but let's, let's, um, let's be enthusiastic and uh, look forward to what is going to be a, a, another good occasion at a sellout Fratton Park. Um, Plymouth, as I said, our third um, under Stephen Schumacher, who's been linked with the Huddersfield job. Um, has, has he surprised you on what he's done at, Plymouth burn in mind where they were on the ran low. Um, it yeah, seems they've yeah. taken them on a wee bit more, actually, hasn't it? Yeah, I think when when Ryan Lowe went in there and got them playing in a certain way, um, it was you'd have to say it was probably a good appointment because it's been a, a fairly seamless transition. But there was always that question about a club, isn't there, when when they lose someone who's been part of a successful period, whether they will then you know that will be able to be continued. But it's been yeah, Schumacher's. Um, yeah, he's done exceptionally well. Um, he's got a good, a growing reputation within the game. Uh, you hear he's a nice chap, uh, quite a modern, uh, progressive type of, of thinker. Um, and yeah, he, he's ticking all the boxes. Loss, as you say, uh, as we were saying in the press conference with Danny Cowley yesterday, with success, interest arrives. So he's been linked heavily with the Huddersfield job and. Um, came in with a, one of the favourites with the bookies um, and he, he's obviously taken steps to a uh, distance himself but that would be something that will happen with success and, and, and certainly Danny Cowley will be no different. I was going to say on the subject of managers and being linked elsewhere, you spoke to Danny Cowley yesterday, mentioned Schumacher's name but with Cowley doing well as, as well at this moment in time, it's only natural that he, some clubs may be looking at him and his progress and what do they have to say about that there? Yeah, I mean, again, the catalyst for the conversation was initially 
Schumacher's the interest in Schumacher and how well he's doing at, at Plymouth, but Danny Zecker in that progress here at Pompey. So th- I must be at pains to say there's no uh, specific interest that we're aware of at, at this moment, but clubs will be keeping an eye on, on, on Danny and, uh, as, he, as he stocks, his stock grows. And yeah, okay, it's all going really well at the moment and, and we don't want to put a damper on things, but naturally Pompey supporters, and I saw it on social media that when Schumacher was... Uh, being linked with Huddersfield, they were like, okay, well, how long until until Danny is as well? And not necessarily Huddersfield because of his history there, but linked with clubs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there is that kind of element of uh, concern coming forward for Pompey. But, um, yeah, we, we, we spoke to Danny about it yesterday. Um, he gave the right answer. Um, it was, he's very much concerned with, with, with Portsmouth. He was kind of, he spoke openly. He said, "Look, I'm used to that. We, we we had it at Lincoln when we were being linked with other clubs as well, and there were, and there was talk all the time as they as they made progress. So it's something he's not unduly concerned about, or or he doesn't see as and when it does arrive, it, it being being a, a worry for Pompey. It's just a, a consequence of success. Um, so yeah, he's um, as reported um, by the club um, signed a long term contract." I think that the, the reality of it is, is it kind of works as a rolling deal um, for for Danny uh, with, as is the case with probably most managers, a, a clause uh, which is then if that's hit, then that will allow clubs to to, um, to to talk. That that's just standard practice. Um, so um, I wouldn't be too concerned about that, and I wouldn't be too concerned about. Um, Danny's focus, he, he, he's got a steely focus on continuing what's going on at Pompey at, at this stage. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's the, the sort of situation as, as, as I understand it. Do you think that type of talk, and as I say, there's no foundation, there's nothing to say Danny Curry's going anywhere, let's just... No, you've yeah, got to make that clear, yeah, absolutely. 100%. But do you think that type of elite conversation will prick, some, prick the ears of the owners? Andy Cullen, that we know that we meet didn't maybe give Danny someone here to entice him to just not to get his head swayed by anything else. Well, I mean, first of all, I want to just on the, there's this element, I, know, I haven't seen it yet, but it will come, that when we report things like this, there'll be, if any, any interest does follow, we'll kind of be then the ones that say, <laughs> oh, you've, you've alerted these clubs. And uh, we had it with Colby Bishop in the summer as well. I mean, yeah. and it often comes, I don't think we'll be the, uh, I think the, the, the people alerting clubs, they'd be well aware of what's going on around football and uh, not in terms of players, but managers and who's, who's doing doing well in terms of, of, of Danny of course if he's um his stock is rising then he, he's growing as an asset so I'm sure that um as as and when you know that continues um they may take time to look at things and say okay well you know as a reward for your progress we want to give you a new deal also crucially perhaps takes extra measures to secure an asset. It's just it's just the way it's what happens with players. It's what happens should happen with players, should I say. Um most of the time you you, you know as done in Pompey largely in, in recent years, you 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 protect your assets and, and Danny Cowley would be be no different on that front. He's very quick when he got his manager of the month award he was very quick to point out the the role of everybody behind the scenes has played. Has that role been as just as important as his recruitment this season, this summer show? Um, yeah, I mean, he's got a good group, um, an honest group. And what it does do, it it contributes to the atmosphere, doesn't it? 
which has been something that we've picked up on and quite rightly too, the atmosphere around the place has been markedly improved because you've got so many better characters, leaders, Michael Morrison, Marlon Pack, people like that. And it it goes through to the the backroom staff as as well. Um, Obviously, Nicky Callum, about him, but Simon Bassey. But then you've got the guys, the medical guys as well. You've got the analysts. They're a a good bunch. They're, they're, They're people that, um, to make a phrase from Steve Cottrell that, that, that they're not energy sappers, they're, they're energizers. Um, and, that, and I think that's important. Um, and, and also, and we saw it on this summer when we were away at close quarters, they're bloody hard workers. They're, they're the hardest group of workers I've seen in, in, a, in a staff probably ever in my time, time covering Pompey. Just it was normal and it was expected. Not just expected, but they were expected of themselves. They were they were kind of up early doors. We'd go down for breakfast, sort of you know, half seven, eight. They'd be there doing their work. You'd come in, you'd come in, sort of um, finish your work late when we were in in the hotel room in Spain. Probably sit down and have a drink. Come in about eleven, half eleven, and, they, and they'd be on the sofas with laptops, analysing, doing doing recruitment work, and it was just incessant and planning and training planning and and yeah, that's what they do that's what Danny expects Danny's like that's ingrained in him so it's no surprise and they've needed that as well with no sporting director they've all mucked in on that front it's no surprise when you put in that graph that then you start to see the results at the end of it that we're seeing at the moment I couldn't believe whenever you were speaking to Carly yesterday he mentioned on the way on the bus back down from Burton rather than sitting relaxing taking in another win he he admitted that he he was watching games of Plymouth on the bus down (laughs) God knows what time it was in the morning. Like you're sort of like going, take a break. You take these moments, but again, it just shows you the work ethic. It's there, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. Um, I, I know that Danny's kind of processed from these games, uh, home games. He will then, you know, it, when we're kind of in the press room in, in a midweek game, for example, he will kind of he will leave the ground at eleven, half eleven. Sometimes you see Danny leaving himself, uh, getting on his car, but then he'd go home, home and. Um, clip clip you know edit down the, the the clips of the game and and watch it in more depth and, and clip it so then they can go and use that that for the video analysis and and, and feedback to the players obviously the trip back from away games he's using that in that same time so it's no it's it's the norm for Danny after these games to be kind of working until sort of four four in the morning um and and, and doing that and it's it's just it's just what's ingrained in him so um not everyone gets to see that I guess do they but, but that is that is that is you know not everyone not every manager and not every staff does that. There were, I won't name names, but we've been around um, management staff in, even in, in, in recent months where when you know Pompey were putting the graft in, they were kind of you know out out doing the old school sort of drinking and, and, and having a few beers. And you've seen that. I mean, there's maybe different results to that. We've seen we've seen a manager that had a, um, a fair drinking culture in Paul Cook get deliver a team spirit that delivered League Two title success. I think that's kind of. Maybe the luck, you know, for better or for worse, I certainly enjoyed being around it. But um, the, the, you know, it's more of a dying breed that culture now. What do you put the success down to this season? I know it is still early doors, and there's a hell of a lot of games to still be played. But like, let's let's mark it. Pompey are doing well, and um, twenty points from the first what eight, what, eight, yeah. eight games of the season. Yeah. So is it the hard graph that Carly has instilled both? in his staff and in his players or is there something more collective that's actually making this group title 
promotion contenders? Oh, it's, it's one element of it. I'd say there's um, significant other elements. Um, the, the firstly, the depth of the squad, which wasn't there last season, and it could probably, you know, it's not probably comparable to the Sheffield Wednesdays and the Ipswich in depth, but it's greater than what it was, and um, there's there's quality throughout it. That's certainly going to be one part that's going to hopefully come to, well, it will come to the fore, and hopefully that will benefit when it does. I mean, look at Joe Piggott, not started a game since the second weekend of the season, and um, you know, it's not not his fault. He's not been performing badly. It's just. Colby Bishop and Dane Scarlett have been have been outstanding. So that's one part of it. It also leads into the other part, which the next part, which is some firepower, um, some consistent firepower. Pompey are the top goal scorers in the division. Last time I looked, it was only Man City, Sheffield United, and Bristol City in the league. And Bristol and the Championship side have played more, one game more than Pompey um, in in English football and scored more. So that that's a, a, another element of it and, and and the other one for me is just as I've, I've referred to already characters uh, Marlon Pack people like that Michael Morrison uh, don't forget about Clark Robertson don't forget about Louis Thompson don't forget about Michael Jacobs these are all good citizens you know they're, they're solid people with with standards and and they're nice people they're not they're not arrogant they're about the collective and it's a story we, we've um, written about today with Joe Piggott not playing um, he's a what people wouldn't realise is he's a bit of a, a joker in the pack as well. He, he's got a very, uh, he's one of the ones that brings the humour to the dressing room. And that's not, you know, when he's out of the team, some people could, you know, become surly and difficult. He's not one of those. So it all, you know, obviously wins hell, uh, but it all kind of creates a, a good vibe around the place. The training ground's a good place to be uh, at the moment. And it's probably uh, no accident when, when Danny and, and his team are doing their due diligence about what type of characters they're signing. And um, we'll talk about signings. Danny made 12 in the summer. Is there is there any one that sticks out for you as the key the key guy this season? We all know Marlon Pack's doing well, Kobe Bishop's done well, Dean Scarlett's all of a sudden shown why he's hotly tipped to be one of the best young players in Europe. Is there one player though amongst them all that you go, yeah, he's the one that's really making this team tick? Yeah, Marlon Pack. Um, yeah it is it's an obvious answer isn't it but um yeah you've, you've highlighted the, the ones that would stand out so far um you know you can you can mention others i think owen dow has been increasingly impressive i think tom lowry's got a lot to off, offer i think ronan curtis started quite well connor ogilvy's got some goals rafferty racho rafferty's just gone quietly about his business but for the moment marlon packs walked in um, from pre-season, he's just set a standard in training. I didn't see him in a game until the final pre-season fixture um, make a mistake in a pass, which is quite something. And he's barely made any sense as well. Probably, you know, you count on on, on, on one hand the, the, the uh, misplaced passes. And when he does that and, it, and, and he goes forward with his passes and not sideways as well, um, it's impressive. But he's also raised the bar in terms of what he expects of people. He won't stand for for low standards from those around him um and he's a real trusty lieutenant I've, I, you know Clark, Clark Robertson been given the captaincy but I would call Marlon Pat the de facto captain he, he is the you know the captain in reality Danny's given Clark the armband to get a bit more out of him but he's got a leader on the pitch that he already knows in, in Marlon Pat um, I think it helps it's from Pompey and he feels it and you get those moments like you do did on um on Tuesday with 
the young lad with autism yeah. who played such a key role in the, in the first goal. Um, those moments help to create a kind of synergy with the supporters, which has been a hallmark of the start of the season. It's no accident it's happened. It's been considered by Danny um, and very purposeful to build that, but it's, it's there and, and it's tangible. You can feel it. Um, I felt that in games when Pompey have gone behind, Cambridge being one where they got back on the hunt, got a goal just before the break. The, the fans were with the team still, and Peterborough being another. So I think that all combines to, uh, you know, that, that that's all, all done for a reason and it's no accident. There will be tough moments. It's easy to forget even in the best moments and the best seasons in the club's history. The, the total success under Harry Redknapp, there were some runs of without wins and some tough moments in, in, in the season. But when you've got those qualities and you're putting the runs together, it gives you a better chance. Um, I'm not saying they're like for like players or probably wouldn't have had one if they had the other. But Matt Butcher, who's back with Fratton Park with Plymouth on Saturday, he was one player that was heavily linked with Pompey. But probably yeah. quickly then went, you know, we're going to go in a different direction. Would Matt Butcher even get a sniffing in this Pompey team at this moment? Bird of men, you've got Joe Morell on the bench. Jay Mingy is coming on leaps and leaps and bounds. Obviously, Louis Thompson, like, but. It's all of a sudden, Matt Butcher, yeah, he's a good player, but you know what, we're quite happy with what we have. Yeah, it's one that we we followed closely across the summer, and it was it was one that Danny was considering. I don't think, in all honesty, he was one that was ever the primary objective, or he thought he could come in and you know probably at the lower end of the budget and, and take a place in the midfield. Um, but not that it was already gone by then, but Tom Lowry wasn't one that Danny really expected to come up. And I think that was a real surprise that um, that he, he came in and he thought he would go elsewhere. But if he was to come in, he's coming into a stat midfield, wouldn't he? There'd be one fewer, wouldn't there? They would have, they, they would have signed, but that Pomp- that's Pompey's strongest department, probably even with Louis Thompson injured. Yeah. Ryan Tunnicliffe's not getting near it at the moment. You say you quite rightly point out, Jay Ming, Mingy's gone above Tunnicliffe now. So, yeah, he would have played a part, but um, I just think it was one where it just went in a different direction. He was always on the radar and they, they spin plates, don't they, in recruitment and have a number of targets. I just think it's probably best for all concern there that he went on and probably is playing more football. I have to look at his stats, but he, he'd be more involved at Plymouth than he, than he would have been at Pompey this season, I believe. Good lad, by the way, Matt Butcher. Um, real nice nice lad and one, one Pompey we have to watch out for tomorrow. Um, we mentioned Roland Curtis earlier in conversation there. Um, are you surprised that he's won, that he's still at the club? Bear in mind the interest that there was in the transfer window. But two, his his continuous involvement now in, in the in the starting eleven. He seems to have turned the corner there, Holly. Yeah, yeah, he's come through, he started well, he's got he's got on with it. It seems that the Roland Curtis talk um, has created some chat on the on social media with one or two people because um, we did say that he was set to leave in the summer, which he was. Some people haven't quite got their head, head around the fact that because he was set to leave and there, and there was interest and we have done our homework, that that because he didn't, you know, we somehow sort of like have to uh, step back on it. No, he was set to leave. Uh, we don't just pick, we don't just pluck it out of the air, um, which is what some people want to say. On the, on the instance of, of Ronan Curtis, we spoke to some impeccable sources that put uh, that we wrote the story that he had a half a million price on his head and the, the hips were interested, um, but didn't follow that like that one through. Uh, I don't think I'm talking out of turn, but I mean, to be honest, with the, we, we spoke to, I, I spoke to Ronan, I've, I've spoken to Ronan's agent. 
I've spoken to Danny Cowley. Yeah. So, I mean, the sources aren't the worst on, on getting, getting the right sort of the, that, that story and the detail on that story. Anyway, there was interest in Belgium. Pompey, Pompey, I think Danny said on the record, it was, it would be, you know, it looked like it would be the right time for Ronan. But then that, that interest just didn't, it didn't materialise. It didn't follow through into, uh, into something more, more tangible. So that was, that was fine. And Ronan was okay. No, no problem. He was happy. He's happy to stay. He wants to deliver on um, what he came before and to, to get Pompey up, um, and and have to see what happens now because obviously Pompey was in that last year of the contract, and Pompey aren't in the business of letting their assets go go for nout, uh, which is looking increasingly likely. And you know, unless well, you can see what happens if Pompey do go up, but that would be something that we, we is for another day really now. But in terms of what he's done, he's got his head down and got on with it. Fair play to the lad. Congratulations, by the way, on becoming a, a father. He, he's firmly settled in the, in the area and he's produced some good form. And I think he, by his own admission, he, he, he pref, prefers to play out wide. He's saying now he's been used through, through the middle at times, got on with it, got himself some goal, goals. And I think his performance has been at a reasonable level. So um, that that's the kind of the context of how things are. And there's no reason now, as, as Danny Cowley says, that um, we don't see the best of uh, the best of Ronan Curtis moving forward this season. Um, what sort of selection poser has Danny Cowley got ahead of tomorrow's game against Plymouth? Bernard Mann, you've got Joe Rafferty back. Um, Connor Ogilvy, where's he going to play? Michael Jacobs, he's, he's fit to return. So a welcome, a welcome problem for Danny. Like, but where do you see his major head scratcher? Yeah, the team. It kind of, if you look at it, the front pairing picks itself at the moment. Until uh, you know, until you know, Joe Joe can force his way into the equation, and it probably the same in a lot of other areas of the pitch, isn't there? I mean, like, um, do you take Larry out at the moment for Joe Morrell? Probably not. Midfield pair are doing quite well. So I mean, but Joe Morrell on the bench. Yo, it's like the old Harry read that one, isn't it? Look at their bench. <laughs> got a really good bench at the moment by League One standards. So I think Curtis probably stays ahead of Jacobs at the moment. I think Owen Dale starts on the right. So it leads you to probably the the, the question about the back four and, and, and five into four, isn't it? How how you um how you perm that? I, I'm not quite sure. I think Rafferty would be back, so you'd expect him to go back in. Um, it's then do you, do you shuffle it? Um, for a, t- a defence that's probably you know it's been doing quite well this season, um, I think Daniel probably look at it. He'll probably look at it a bit. The, the opposition would be key, and it, it, mm-hmm. it, that'd be the one that guide him on 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 selection is- issues. Does he go for a little bit of extra pace and passing quality? I know he likes that from Clark Robertson in the middle of his defence and get Connor back in on the left as well. So um, and yeah, if you did that, then maybe it might be Morrison that would be the one to move, move make way. Have I got the answers? No, I haven't got a clue. Um, but if that's the, the poser, it's that kind of the middle and left side of defence is probably the question at the moment. Okay, and again, I need to stress, we're not getting carried away here. There's still a lot of the season to go, but how excited are you about this season? There's a lot of fans going, you know, this this could be the year. We can hear them, the fans, they're singing um, during games. Um, are they are they justified in getting a wee bit excited this term? It's good to yeah, the, the we're on our, we're on our way and all that. Yeah. Talks, that's the one you were looking for, Mark, wasn't it? I couldn't, um, I couldn't remember the name of it. 
<laughs> I was going to try and dig you out of it for now. I'll let you squirm for a bit. Thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah, and, and and the Danny Cowley songs and the Colby Bishop Magic Man, they're all they're all out there at, at the moment. Um, and, and the feel-good facts is there. So that's, yeah, I'm, I'm like one that's, look at the table at Christmas, as Adam Ball always used to say, I'm sorry if my baby's crying is getting picked up on the microphone here. But um, yeah, I better wrap up soon and... Uh, Going, yeah, going out help the missus. But um, look at the table at Christmas. But that doesn't mean we can't can't enjoy the moment and um, and and bottle it and try and use that for impetus. Um, I mean, there's so many feel good stories coming out of Portsmouth at the moment as well. I said to Danny, Danny at the presser yesterday, it's kind of it's quite funny because we haven't got a great deal to ask him really at the moment because you know, things are going so well. It's it's funny. It's just the way it work, it works. We always tell the story about in the days of the sports mail when we went up under Harry Redknapp we had to uh bin the, the letters page didn't we because um because there were no letters coming in because people <laughs> weren't moaning but things are going things, things were going so well yeah it's a bit like that on Twitter as well isn't it there's not so many tweets after a game in Facebook exactly. like, uh, yeah you know things are going well when that happens but but long may that continue you know we, we will find stories and uh, in other avenues and find positive stories if uh, if the winds keep coming we're quite happy for that so yeah enjoy the moment look at the table at Christmas there's some teams that will come from deeper Ipswich are everything that Ipswich will be in are you know what I thought they would be they are um Sheffield Wednesday are going to be strong and Sheffield Wednesday have had a hard start and they're sat there on 16 points at the moment Plymouth I think probably punching slightly above their weight but the team yeah the teams are there that you probably thought I was a little bit surprised MK Don Don's have had their struggles yeah. um but Peterborough are going to come aren't they Barnsley, what's going to happen there? So yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot of turn and throwing to go, but yeah, let, let's let's uh, enjoy the moment and look forward to these occasions. Sell out Fratton Park, you know, against against Plymouth um, this weekend. Trips to Ipswich, stuff to get your teeth into, isn't it? So this this you know, what, what's it? Danny Danny Kelly normally says he sort of says buckle up and enjoy the ride, isn't it? Exactly. So, let, let's do that. Exactly. Well, here's hoping for three points tomorrow on a, a great game at Fran Park. Jordy, I'll let you go and deal with the baby. Um, we will see you all again soon. Thank you all for watching and listening. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for everything you need to know about Pompey.